In the season three finale, Castian is finally taking concrete steps to follow the light side of the Force, but this working vacation must come to an end eventually. It's been a few days since the revelations of the cave, Castian. How have you spent them? Not well. Castian has probably not handled the revelation about Tauvi, about the dark side, about the sun, very well at all. In truth, he's pretty much spiraled into a depression. He's been sleeping, honestly, most of the days. I'm sure after the first day he woke up and the dark woman had, like, you know, packed up her camp and moved off expecting him to maybe hunt her down again, but no, no, honestly, he just rolled over and slept, and he's been sleeping in the same spot, and hopefully the woman will come by occasionally and start a fire, but no, he's just depressed. And understandably so. After a few days have passed, you're not entirely sure how many of them, of course, it has been one long blur of sadness and pain, probably some anger in there, misplaced or otherwise, and you've been drifting in and out of consciousness. Waking up just long enough to grab like a trail mix bag from his bag and eat it. So right now, that month-long ration packs that he had, they're just scattered around him. And he has maybe like a week left of like rations that he can eat without having to go hunt. And then one morning, you're awoken by a splash of water in your face. Hey, stop that! Laris! Get up. Castian squints uh, through the light that's coming down uh, through the leaves and just kind of wrinkles his nose as he hears her voice. No, leave me alone. I'm taking a nap. You have had many naps. It is time to get up. And, and do what? And do what? Walk around your garden and... Do other choice. I thought you said something about options, like choice. I'm taking my choice to just kind of lay here for, I don't know, a few more weeks. It's a vacation. Yes, that's what I'm having, a vacation. Look at me go. I'm so cheerful. More water splashes in your face. Uh, How much water did you bring from the river, he says, as he kind of finally sits up, swiping away at the water that's in his face now. You don't see a bucket. You are correct, Castian. You have choices in what you do next, but you also must face consequences. And what's the consequences of me sleeping? More water in your face. Stop with the water! I'm up! I'm up, Castine says as he pushes himself up and turns towards her. But do you still smell? And now that you're standing up, you can see a vine that has a very, very large leaf, like a leaf that is probably a good three or four feet in diameter and heavily laden with water, and it tilts, dumping water once more on your head. Casting just accepts it. He just kind of stands there with this very, like, dead look on his face, completely neutral, drained of any emotions, and he just accepts life as it is right now. And after the water finally stops pouring on him he spits out a stream of it and looks towards the dark woman and says thank you for that it really helped my mood and he's walking around looking for ration packs that aren't completely devoured yet trying to find another morsel instead of opening up a new one because he recycles you find a pack that not only is only half eaten but it's your favorite flavor all right there we go and he says as he tosses it into his mouth and lazily chews on it And then he turns towards her. 
So I'm up. What can I do for you, oh great Jedi Master Dark Woman? First, you can cut to the sarcasm. What do you want from me? I went into your cave, it was a damn nightmare, and I came out. And I would like to let you know, the voice is no longer bothering me. But now I just have to deal with the fact that... And Castian just kind of wrinkles his nose as he realizes he's about to reveal what he saw in the cave. Which he, he didn't. He hasn't revealed. And he just kind of shakes his head and just says, Listen, I went into your cave. And it, it, I, I saw some things and I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not strong. I'm not strong enough to deal with them. And this is what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm trying to process what happened. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not some bold and amazing Jedi master who tears through clone troopers without shedding a tear or blood. Nor am I the boogeyman inquisitor that little Jedis like to whisper about in the shadows. I'm just Castian, and I just am dealing with the fact that I am... So unbelievably broken, I don't know if I have enough tape left to put me back together again. Why did you come here, Castian? Because I was trying to escape Vader. I was looking for a place to just be alone from the galaxy that continues to want to hunt me. Is that true? It's true enough. Castian sighs as she gives him a long look and just kind of looks away. I don't know why I came here. I feel like this darkness inside me is constantly making me do things. And it was. Somewhat. And so I grabbed onto the first life raft I saw, which was the Jedi Way. Like you said, it wasn't a choice, it was me just grasping for something. This is my life raft. This was my life raft. I realized if I, I, if I was going to fall, I might as well just grab for whatever I could find, and the only thing I could find was the Jedi Way. Kida sacrificed himself, and I don't know, I found his journal, I could read the, the runes on Madonan's lightsaber hilt, I thought it was, I don't know, destiny? Fate? It led me here. Again, as you point out, I don't make choices. I just go, and I, I, I run for the nearest thing. I, I, I don't think... I came here because I was desperate. I didn't think. It was a clear sign on the road, and I just followed it. And here I am. You recognize the problem. Good. So what choice will you make now? You hold the weapon of a noted Jedi Master. Who ran away from the Clone Wars to live a life of solitude on a planet that no one's ever heard of. I don't know if that's exactly the right example I should go for. And don't get me wrong. I will always be grateful for Modonin, but let's not forget that she abandoned the Jedi Way. Did Modonin abandon the Jedi Way? Or was it the Jedi that abandoned Modonin? <sighs> of course you would say that. I don't know. I don't like the Jedi. They took me from my mom and my dad, and... I don't know the Jedi way. I know that it's not dark, but I, but not dark doesn't make it light. It's just rules. Rules that I don't really understand. You know what? The, I actually do understand the rules. Do you now? I do. I do. I understand them in theory. But the thing I don't like about the Jedi, the thing that I think 
you know, Madonna didn't like about the Jedi, if you're all about, you know, the Jedi left it, is the politics. What person thinks it's a good idea to take a child from his parents? I know that Jedi is supposed to take the child when they're really young so they don't form a relationship, but I was three. I still have memories of my mom and my dad. You were found too late. Then why didn't they just leave me? It's because the Jedi mingled with politics. Not only is it the Jedi way, but it's also what's the best version of the Jedi way to sell to the people. And now there is no Jedi Council to make such declarations. The Jedi Code lives on only in those who choose to follow it now. Who choose to follow it and live in the shadows. Live in isolation. The path of the Jedi was never easy, Castian. Never. But one did not have to follow the tenets of the Council to follow the path of the Jedi. Castian looks away before kind of just sitting down on top of a log. I'm afraid I'm going to mess up the Jedi way. Good. You will. (sighs) It's not that easy. It is not supposed to be easy. You listen to nothing that I have said. And you don't listen at all. You're always preaching. You're always just acting like a Jedi. Well, if you would ever stand up and do something, I would not have to lecture. What do you want from me, Dark Woman? I've followed your chores. I've walked in your cave. I'm sorry I'm not as strong as you. And you keep on saying, stand up and be strong. And I wish I was. I don't know how to deal with the fact of what I've done in the past. That's the problem. I'm circling a drain and there's no exit in the pool. I killed so many people. And my best friend died because of that. Someone who I loved more than my own being. Loved in every sense of the word. And now I'm remembering that love. The love that I completely ignored because I did not want to deal with the loss. And now I'm dealing with the fact that I remember loving someone so strongly and then losing them and then being the person that made me lose them. And Cassie takes a bite out of his noodle bar. Tell me, what is the first line of the Jedi Code? There is no emotion, there is peace. You are feeling many emotions now. Of course you cannot find peace. And I am not saying to never feel emotions. That does not lead to balance. You must acknowledge that when you are overwhelmed with these feelings, that it is only when you process them that you feel peace. For some, processing comes from talking. And she kind of gives a gesture at you. For some, process comes through action. Do you wish to be a person who talks or a person who... Who acts? Your terrible conversationalist, he says as he stands up and tosses his somewhat eaten ration bar to the ground and then walks up towards her. 
fine. Since I'm not getting any sleep, I might as well do something. You have had plenty of time to sleep. Follow me. The sun is high overhead, the sunbeams streaming down and dappling the forest floor as the dark woman leads you through her forest. Not, of course, that she would ever refer to it as such. She pauses when you reach a large clearing. In the center of the clearing, a large tree has fallen, taking several others down with it. You can see that while some life is still struggling under the weight of these giant logs, much of the undergrowth is brown and brittle, having begun to die off. The dark woman stands in front of you and points to the clearing. The fallen lumber is choking the life out of the forest floor. Your training begins now by removing the dead lumber. And she steps back. Castian lets out a long-suffering sigh before activating his lightsaber blade. And he's going to cut. This is a giant tree, yes? Like, what silhouette is it? This tree would be silhouette four. Yeah, Castian's going to need to do it in chunks. And so he just starts cutting through it slowly and methodically, just making chunks after chunks. And then when those are big enough for him to move, he's going to remove them. Uh, the bigger pieces that he can't, like, use brawn on, he will use the force. Are you cutting these down to silhouette two, silhouette one? Honestly, he's not being too careful. Some are silhouette one, some pieces are silhouette two. Well, let's start with one of those silhouette two pieces. So, of course, the lumber cannot resist. You do not need to make a skill check here. This is simply rolling your force dice to see how much force you generate and, of course, what side of the force you tap into. Castian first tries to pick up one of the pieces of log with just his brawn and tries to drag it away, but it gets caught on one of the many pieces that are still around. And he gets angry, so he's drawing on the dark side of the force. Two dark side points will go into this. As soon as you feel that anger bubbling up inside of you as you draw on the force, a thin tree branch whips you in the back of the head. What was that? Castian says, his anger turning towards the branch. And he's still wielding a lightsaber, so he swats at it with his lightsaber like it was an insect. Try again. I had it. I was moving it. You, you nicked me. Why would I do that? Because you're an awful person. Try again. Castian growls and turns back towards the log. Okay, so Castian, she can feel it again. He's getting angrier, so he's pulling on the dark side again. And once again, a tree branch flicks you in the back of the head. Why are you doing this? What do you want? Castian turns towards her. Finally, a question. Castian growls before forcing a overly fake smile and says, Dear teacher, why do you keep on swatting at me when I'm trying to do my job? Other people, Castian, can use the force in balance. You were consumed by the dark side for so long. You must actively work against your nature until a new nature becomes your instinct. So I'm drawing on the dark side and... I should never do that. What if someone's about to stab me and I need to... And it's the only thing there. Is the fallen log about to stab you? No, I'm... Castian holds up his hands and says, fine, fine. 
He deactivates his lightsaber blade, sets it down, and then he's just sitting down on the ground and he's closing his eyes and trying to tap down that anger that's bubbling at the surface. And after a solid 10 minutes, he tries again. Again, I'm rolling. I have two dark side and one light. Castian, finally, he holds up his hands as if he's going to start tapping in that dark side again. And then his hand's going to close and he's going to open his eyes and he looks towards the dark woman and says, All I'm feeling is angry and I'm, I'm tr- I know I'd, it, it's the only thing that's there. I'm sorry. What, what can I do? You are trying to tackle too big of a puzzle. Start small. Build. Even the greatest trees in this forest started as a single seed. Great things can come from small effort. Castian lets out a a long sigh, nods his head, and then stands up and activates his blade again. And he's cutting the silhouette two down to silhouette zero. But then he's deactivating his blade, and he's just picking up the pieces and moving them. And a job that would probably take 30 minutes if he was just using the force, he's not using the force at all. Instead, he's just cutting up this log, and it's going to take hours, but that's what he's doing. The Dark Woman lets you cut everything up, and she lets you start moving things manually before she comes to you bearing a water skin. She hands it to you. He kind of just nods his head as he's... Breathing heavily, Castian is not used to using doing this much physical effort himself, and he's graciously taking the water skin. Just because the task is hard does not mean you should ignore your ally. What, the, the Force is my ally? Of course. I always viewed it more as a tool, just an instrument. A weapon. That is how the Sith talk. <laughs> That's how an Inquisitor talks. Trust me, we aren't allowed to talk about the S-word, Sith, in the Inquisition. To name something gives it power. To avoid its name gives in to fear. Fear leads to darkness. All right. So I shouldn't be afraid of the Force. I should accept the Force. But don't, don't mess it up. Okay. No, I'm fine. Fine. Castian turns towards uh, one of the bigger pieces that are still there. Probably this is a silhouette one. And he is going to try to use the force. He's only trying to use the light side of the force. And slowly but surely, he raises the log and moves it towards the nice little stack that he started. And of course, I have to take my strain. And I flip one of my points, my destiny points. It feels weird, he says as he lowers the log down. It always feels more draining after I use the force like that. It is like learning how to reuse a broken limb. This part of you, you have ignored it. You have buried it for too long. You must relearn how to use it to rehabilitate the muscles. That is why it is difficult now. But with practice, it becomes easier. Using the Force is no different than wielding your lightsaber. 
that was difficult when you began too, correct? Yes, Tremaine was a very harsh teacher. She grins. Tremaine has nothing on me. Come, you have done enough here. Thank goodness, he says as he selfishly takes a couple more sips from the water skin before offering it back and following her. She leads you back to the center of the forest, to her garden, this time walking you to the far edge, where the forest meets the garden. So it's a meeting of wild and cultivated. And as she approaches one of the trees, a series of vines crawls down the trunk, weaving together into a ladder. Where are we going? You shall sleep under shelter tonight. Shelter? What? And Cassian's going to follow her up the rope and just kind of squint before mumbling. I thought you didn't like shelter. You live like a, a nerf herder. Nerf herders are honorable people. Can you say the same for the places you have lived? I'll have you know, I had a very nice apartment in Coruscant. It faced out into the Imperial Square. It was beautiful. I saw the sunrise every morning. My view is better. And she steps up onto a platform that has been built into the canopy of the treetops. And when you get up there, Casting, you see that she has quite an impressive network built up here in the canopy. Almost a full-sized house up here on the tops of the tree branches. Okay, let me get this straight. I've been sleeping on the ground for the last couple of weeks, and you've act- you have a palace up here. You never asked. This is nice. You built this. All right, wh- which corner do I sleep in? You may have your choice. Ah, right, choice. Uh, I'll avoid the consequences, hopefully. And he's going to look around for a hammock. She surprisingly does have a spare hammock. And Castian's going to climb into it and honestly just kind of pass out. Not falling asleep, but he's exhausted. He's moved a lot of trees. And Castian's going to close his eyes. And before he even attempts to sleep, he says, You have a spare hammock. You don't take me for the guest type. And he opens one eye and gives her like a stare. Unless you had like a... Is it an apprentice I don't know about? You are not ready for that story. Okay. All right. And he just kind of rolls over and just accepts that. He's too exhausted to dig deeper. So heal up your strain. Healed. And I didn't take any wounds. You sleep soundly through the night, Castian. And even though you spent days in a stupor just sleeping away the days, this is still the best sleep that you've had in weeks. It's the sleep of someone that's done a day of honest work. You wake up in the morning not because of hunger rousing you, not because of water being dumped on your head, but because golden rays of sunshine are streaming right into your face. Castian slowly opens his eyes, blinks away the brightness before sitting up and looking out towards the view of this place that she was bragging about. Is it better than his view of the Imperial Square? Certainly by her definition, because of course the Imperial Square on Coruscant is nothing but a blighted cityscape, and this is the middle of an Eden-like paradise. Whether Castian feels the same way is up to you. The sunlight is golden and warm, and the breeze wafting through the trees is sweet-smelling of fruits and flowers that you can't quite place. There's birdsong in the tree branches, trilling tunes that are both familiar 
and utterly alien. Castian kind of lets a smile touch his lips before he just shakes his head as he appreciates the beauty of this place, but it is still not his definition of beauty. Honestly, a jungle is nice, but Castian is secretly always hoping for water around him when he wakes up. He, he turns and he looks around for the dark woman. She is back down on the ground, standing over a small cook fire. Castian's going to climb down and join her. All right, what are we doing today? Are we moving more logs? No. Today I need you to leave your lightsaber here. My lightsaber here. Last time you said that, I had to go into a cave. You will not be going into a cave. All right. Yeah, not a problem. Morrow! Here, girl! The Nile, the large cat that you had been sent to find earlier, comes slinking out of the trees. Castian reaches towards... Uh, is she cooking anything? The dark woman? Yes. Yes, she's cooking a simple porridge. Yeah. Castian's uh, dipping his fingers in a little bit to grab like a chunk of porridge that hasn't been completely solidified. And he, t he tosses it towards Morrow. The cat slurps it up. There's a good girl. Yeah, not a problem, Castian says as he sets down his blade onto a rock. Morrow, don't chew on this while I'm away. And uh, then he looks towards her. What are we doing then? As he licks at his fingers that are covered with delicious porridge. You shall begin lightsaber training. He narrows his eyes, looks towards his lightsaber blade that's next to him and looks back towards her. Is this like a Nuna and an egg thing? Because I believe we need a lightsaber for that. She reaches into a bag that's at her side and pulls out a lightsaber hilt, handing it over to you. He looks it over, wrinkling his nose. What, mine's not good enough? No. He activates the blade. You can immediately tell from the hum as it activates that this is a youngling's training blade. Oh my goodness. What button do I press for it to sing me a lullaby? Do you really think I am going to let you face me with a live blade? What, you don't trust me? No. Oh, well, okay. Well, we could have just hesitated a little bit before you said that. Fine, I'll face you down with a mighty, mighty bantha blade. Or whatever they called these things back in the day. Yeah, and Castian will eat his porridge if she offers it to him, and then he will he will follow her out. She doesn't take you far, just to the other end of the garden where a circle has been cleared in the grass. It's about the same size as the sparring area that you had with the Ninth Sister so long ago. Castian uh, notes that, but doesn't say anything. Instead, he is just kind of playing around with the youngling blade in his hand, the training blade. It feels... I mean, Madonna's hilt is small. It's a Shoto blade, so it's kind of the same size, but it definitely just feels a little awkward. It's heavier because it's made out of metal, and Madonna's blade is not. So it feels a little clumsy in his hand. Also, it's a training blade, so that's also kind of insulting, but he's, he's activating and swishing it around. The method you have been taught of wielding a blade does you no favors. As you said, it's incestuous, I believe, the word you used. Only a few people are left that understand how to properly wield a blade. After several generations, that style is corrupted and is brute forced onto people that it does not suit. Because they fear change, evolution, adaptation. In the Empire, there can be only one way. The way of the Emperor. In your Inquisitorius, there can be only one way. The way of Darth Vader. It is brutish. It is designed with 
no elegance, no grace. You, Castian, are capable of grace. Thank you. You must also learn to be more defensive. Not always going for the kill. That is, of course, not what you want. Correct? I would say it depends on the enemy. I mean, if it's Vader, you would go for the kill, right? If it is Vader, you run. Okay, yes, yes. I, I know the answer you want is do not kill. This is not about what answer I want, Castian. Do not roll your eyes at me. I am not. You are the one that told me that you have killed too much, that you have seen so much death and caused it by your own hand. I'm not. I am trying to give you the tools. I am not rolling my eyes. I just don't understand why... This is a weapon, not this is a weapon, my weapon, your weapon, it's built to kill. It is a deadly weapon, it cuts through anything, and then you're saying that I'm not not supposed to kill with it. I mean, I've been taught you're supposed to only pull out a weapon when you expect to kill someone with it. No matter what weapon is in your hand, I want you, Castian Saya, to know that you always have a choice in how the fight is going to end. Castian looks away as if that kind of makes a little sense to him. And then he finally says, fine, fine, fine. How do you fight with a lightsaber and not kill someone? I, 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 he kind of takes a deep breath as his, his anger is getting a little bit up there again. And then he just lets it out. Please show me. What you're talking about. I, how do how do I fight without having to kill? She nods and holds out a hand, indicating you should step into the circle. And Castian does. The dark woman steps into the circle after you. But she doesn't pull out her own lightsaber yet. The blade that you wield. Mudonan's blade. It is a shoto blade. Shorter than the average lightsaber. Yes, yes. That gives you an advantage. It also can be a disadvantage. You do not have the reach that others do. So you learn to compensate. This is also why you must learn to better control the force when you use it. This technique that I teach you relies not only on your finesse with the blade, but your finesse with the force. As you learn how to place your opponent exactly where you need them to be to make your strike, or to make your escape. Castian nods his head. All right, that sounds that sounds good. Yes, that's let's do that. And the dark woman, Castian, is going to start teaching you the very basics of the Neiman technique. It is the sixth form of lightsaber training. Great. Uh, he has like the Shicho, which is almost the exact opposite of the Neiman, the sixth form, because uh, that's all aggression, and this one is mostly defensive. It's not necessarily one that's designed to be defensive. It's actually one that's designed for people that aren't that great at lightsabers. Okay, well, this is weird. She's teaching Castian this then. <laughs> It is, because Castian is, in fact, very adept with a lightsaber. But when you consider that she's basically trying to break down all of the 
in her opinion, bad habits you've created, it makes sense that she would then introduce you to a style of fighting that doesn't rely on brute strength and instead allows you to compensate with some of your other skills. Great. Attack me. Castian blinks before looking towards the lack of blade in her hand. Like now? Fine, fine. Of course, of course, of course. Um, what have you? And Castine's going to charge her and attack. So am, am I just rolling lightsaber against her? Yes, you are rolling lightsaber against her. She has adversary three, which means your difficulty is upgraded three times. Melee combat is average difficulty, two purple, so that automatically upgrades to two reds. Plus, you still need one more upgrade in there, so one purple. And Castian's going to attack. Uh, Castian's going to hit her for one success, one advantage, and a despair. You charge at the dark woman, and she stands there. Until suddenly, she isn't there at all. But she disappeared from your sight when your lightsaber was maybe an inch from reaching her torso. So you don't have time to stop before you just barrel straight forward into the tree trunk that she'd been standing in front of. <laughs> so yeah, Castian slams face first into a tree before falling onto his butt. And as you fall backwards, a beehive falls from the branches. Oh god, no, no! Castian discovers his head as bees attack him again, and he screams, why are there so many hives? The dark woman reappears behind you, and with a wave of her hand, she disperses the bees. Castian immediately stands up, like, swatting at his, like, clothing to make sure there's no bees inside his shirt, and then he just turns back towards her. All right, uh, that was, um, I suppose that was a bold step on my part, but, uh, uh, round, round two. We'll square off again. Defend yourself. Oh, right, right. Castian holds up his blade, ready to go. I have one defense, by the way. For funsies, I'm gonna upgrade her for this roll. I will put in your black die for your one defense, because that is a valid thing. And with two advantages, one failure, and a triumph. <laughs> I know how you feel now. The dark woman is going to walk up to you, completely disarmingly, and then use the sun gem maneuver to disarm you of your blade. One minute, Castian's holding a blade just ready to strike, and the next, the blade is out of his hands. Is it in hers? Is it on the ground? It's in her hand. And then Castian says, like, oh. You must never be too confident. Tides of battle can change at any time. I assure you, fighting you is not... I do not have a, 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 a drop of confidence. This is... Uh, wow. Okay, uh, let's let's try this again. Can I have my blade back? She hands it back to you. Okay, so I'm just going to... And he's going to immediately attack. Try to, <laughs> try to use the old trickaroo. I, I like it. So, again... She still has adversary three, but I will give you a blue die for being so tricky. I got one advantage, one success, and one triumph. Oh, very nice. So if this is a training blade, this is like five, but they only do strain damage. So six points of strain damage plus an advantage plus a triumph. Your training blade meets her very real lightsaber. Let's acknowledge that she is not fighting with a training blade here. So there is a sizzle and spark as your training blade meets the fire of a real lightsaber blade. And she has trained extensively in the art of parry. 
So your blades tangle together for a moment, buzzing against each other as she parries your attack against her. So with my triumph, what Castian is going to do... Yeah, so it's a little bit of a dirty trick as, as he sees her lightsaber comes out, he bites the inside of his cheek really hard. So when their blades lock and their faces are close by, he spits blood into her eyes and kind of uh, as a, uh, to give her a disadvantage. All right. This is, this is how Castians learned how to fight, like the ninth sister and all that. So it's not, a, he's, it's a dirty fight. She immediately deactivates her blade without any warning. So you stumble a little bit as suddenly there is no resistance against your blade. So as her maneuver, she deactivated her blade. What's your discipline? Three yellow and one green. As you stumble, Castian, because of her maneuver to deactivate her blade, you feel an immense power of the force pushing down on your back, completing the stumble so that you fall face first prone into the dirt as she rolls four successes, one advantage, and a triumph on force move. Ah, okay. Castian just kind of lays on the ground as he feels his body just get pressed into the dirt. And he says, I admit that might have been a dirty move, but that's what I was trained to. I was trained. Um, I thought we were fighting. You are learning new training. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fine, fine, fine. I can bring the bees back. <laughs> Castian wrinkles his nose and says, fine, fine. I will, I will not do the dirty fighting I was taught. And he pushes himself up if she allows it. She does. Okay, instead of just attacking you, could you just tell me what I should be doing? Like, right? Okay, okay. So what I've observed, every time I rush into you, that's bad because you use that against me. So I should not rush you. You should you should come to me. I should wait for you to come to me. Or you can force me to be where you want me to be. How do I do that? How did you move the lumber in the forest. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. And then Castian's holding up uh, his blade again. Attack. Castian's going to rush her, but he's going to stop before he attacks. And instead of rushing her, he's going to use force moves on the back of her heel to push it up. So she stumbles towards him. All right. So what am I rolling? Well, now you're rolling your discipline. Yes. She does get to resist this, but because it's training... It's not the full-on resistance that she would offer in an actual battle situation. So your difficulty for this is simply daunting, which is four purple dice. Three successes, three threats. Oh, and I have to actually roll for uh, my force die. He does call on the light side. For, uh, that's a strain for me and flip one of my destiny points. And yeah, I, I succeed. Three successes, three threats. With those three threats, as you use the force to pull her feet out from under her, essentially, and she's going to fall back on her rear, you were expecting there to be more resistance there. And so you actually maybe put a little too much effort than you intended behind this. And the force of your exertion actually knocks you backwards as well, causing you to fall prone again. That's fair, Castian falls on his butt. The dark woman smiles. Now you are learning. And the lightsaber training continues from there, probably for a solid couple of hours, as she is just drilling it into your head over and over again. Don't rely on your aggression. Remember your finesse. Remember to rely on the force to guide you and to guide your enemy, that you 
can outthink any enemy that faces you, even when wielding a lightsaber. And Castian will absorb slowly but surely uh, some of this information until by the end he just kind of collapses on the ground, gasping for air, just completely drained and covered in sweat. Okay, I yield. I yield. I yield. I yield. I'm, I'm either going to yield or I'm going to pass out. I just need some water. And he kind of slowly crawls towards the small water skin on near the tree, and he just greedily drinks from it. Okay. Okay, so it's less of a battle of, of strength and more of a battle of wits. Correct. I can remember that. I got wits for days. That is how you have survived. <laughs> I would always think it was luck, but I'll take wits. And Castian stands up and offers her the water skin. Despite fighting just as hard as you, she's barely broken a sweat. Stars, what are you? I mean, you are human, right? Uh, that I'm, uh, The file that we have, and by the way, it is a very sparse file. We mostly just have what you did for the Jedi. Nothing about you, but I, I assume you're human, but you are not even gasping for breath. We've been at this for hours. You are not the first headstrong young person I have faced in a training ring. Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Yes. I'm going to ask the personal question anyway and deal with the consequences. Why weren't you part of the council? I mean, you were definitely more powerful than some of the council from what I read in your record. I mean, when the council was in trouble, they called you. I mean, you could have wielded that into something. You could have been there to, to tell them to stop thinking so foolishly. I'm not blaming you, mind you. I understand the council had their faults, as you said, but I'm just... I'm curious. Why didn't you become part of the council? I do not get along well with others. Wow, this is my surprised face. So really, that's it. You don't get along with others. Then why did you become a Jedi? Come with me. All right, but I do request that we don't do anything near any more beehives. I'm, I'm done with that. And the dark woman leads you back towards the large tree. The Ithorian tree that's in the center of her garden. She puts a hand on it. Her back is facing you. You are angry about the Jedi tradition of taking children to train them in our ways. Yeah, I, I've just felt that it was, I was robbed out of a loving relationship and moved into a temple that kind of did not like the idea of emotion or love. There are differing philosophies on how much emotion can be beneficial or a hindrance to wielding the Force in the ways of the light. But once upon a time, Castian, I too was a small child, taken into a very large and scary temple. But I thrived there. I did not grow up in a time of war and instability, as you were forced to. When I was growing up in the temple, it was an era of peace and prosperity. There was no reason to doubt the path that had been laid out before me. So I followed it. Perhaps blindly at times, it was only through meeting people like Mudonin that I even began to question the teachings. But I did work from within to change the culture of the Jedi. Being on the council 
too filled with politics. Not my style. Instead, I helped other scared, angry children to at least come to peace with the Force. Oh, I'm sure you probably raised an entire legion of Jedi. I hope I don't ruin your perfect record. No record is perfect. Gastian cants his head at that. There was a worse student than I. Really, I doubt that. Who were they? It is time for dinner. A few more days pass. At this point, Castian, you've spent a couple of weeks on this planet. Between the inane tests that she first laid out to you, your period of darkness after going into the cave, and a week or so of training, real Jedi training under the Dark Woman. It's getting close to when Laris is supposed to come pick you up. But in the meantime, the Dark Woman is filling your days from dawn till dusk, and sometimes even beyond, deep into the night, with different variations on Jedi training. Lots of work with the lightsaber, more testing to ensure that you are tapping into the light side of the Force rather than relying on the dark, tests of your willpower, tests of your emotional fortitude as at any given moment she might begin hurling invectives and insults at you, tempting you over and over again to give in to the dark side and use your anger to fuel your powers. How does Castian react to this method of teaching? The one thing you could say about Castian, he is a stubborn, stubborn man who will cling to what he was taught as long as he can until it is broken down. She does break him down. And then he clings onto the next thing that he learns, which is what she teaches him about grabbing onto the light, focusing on the light, ignoring what your opponent says, or utilizing what they say to use against them. And then he stubbornly holds onto that teaching. So yes, the first couple of days, the first week of her baiting him, he falls for it every time, hook, line, and sinker, and he ends up with broken fingers, busted knee, black eyes, a concussion. But by the end of the, that week, when she starts hurtling those things, those comments towards him, he brushes them aside and instead focuses on the battle. He absolutely starts absorbing what she's teaching him, and he is becoming definitely a better fighter for it. It is after another long day of training. The first day using the lightsaber where you were allowed to actually use your own blade. The sun is setting casting the valley in a fiery red light before the sun completely disappears beyond the horizon. You and the Dark Woman are sitting on each side of a campfire. A small meal, mostly of vegetables, sits in front of both of you. Gastian's absolutely diving into it. He's starving. The Dark Woman eats in much more measured bites than you do. Tell me the code. Gastian swallows his vegetables and uh, wipes his lips on his cloak. Uh, the code. Right. When there's no emotion, there is peace. When there's no ignorance, there is knowledge. When there is no passion, there is serenity. When there is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death. There is the force. He nods his head before going back to his vegetables. That is different than how you were taught as a child. 
Yes, and it actually makes sense this time. But it is not always easy for everyone to grasp, let alone believe. You asked about the stain on my record. Yes, I did. Castian definitely lowers the bowl, trying not to seem so eager to hear the story, but definitely being eager. There was a young Padawan, not as young as some. Perhaps that led to some of her problems, that we did not find her soon enough, that she had her attachments firmly made before she came to the temple. She was angry, consumed by darkness. She was assigned to me and did not respond well to my teachings. She could not understand how one could say things to her and not mean them. The words we choose are tools, just like a lightsaber is a tool. And so I use these tools to bring out different things in different pupils. But it is not personal. She took it personally. And when she was lost one day, she was extremely susceptible to persuasion and believed the worst in me. As far as I know, she used her wiles and survived the purge. She is still out there. And she is still very angry with me. I do not have a perfect record. And I never shall. Nor shall I forget how I failed her. I guess the Inquisitorius uh, isn't the only thing that's prone to not being able to adapt until it's too late. It is almost time for you to go. Go to bed? To leave. I still got a little while before Laris comes and picks me up, and I, you know, I, I don't need to leave. I could I could stay and I could learn more. I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot better since we've trained. I mean, I'm no longer running into beehives, so that's, I think, a personal best for me. Our time together comes to a close before sunset tomorrow. But... <laughs> You will go back to the lava pits. You will stay there for three days. When you emerge, you will find your friend. What about you? My path lies in another direction. <laughs> okay, listen. I know I'm not the perfect pupil, but you don't need to run away from me. If you just want me to leave, I will leave you alone. I will I will stay here for three days, and then when Laris comes, I'll just go, and I won't even speak a word about you. I, I won't endanger your garden or anything like that i i you don't need to you don't need to run from me or I'm not saying you would run from me you don't need to if i did something to offend you i'm i'm sorry i mean i i didn't mean to i i it's it's just been a long couple of weeks working with you sometimes the emotions get the better of me a darkness is coming to this planet dangerous castian straightens up his spines what do you mean by that if i were to tell you you would not follow my instructions. I will follow your instructions. I swear on Madonna's blade, but if you're in danger, let me know. Maybe I could offer you an, an, another perspective. It is my destiny to face what is coming. It is not yours. Did I 
Did someone follow me? Castian suddenly says as fear touches on his voice. No. But it is coming. It is. And there is nothing that can stop this darkness. Then let's go to the lava pit together. We can hide and then Laris... I mean, we, we just have to hide on the planet for three days and then Laris can pick us up and we can run together. You could be part... I mean, you know, she's a, not a great landlord, but she responds very well to yelling. You have been a good student, Castian. There are worse ways for a teacher to go out. But our destinies lie in different places now. So that's it. You're just going to follow destiny. You have no say in that. I do have a say. And I am choosing to embrace the path that has been laid out one more time. But why? Why do you think? Because you're stubborn. She gives you a look. Castian sighs and then looks down. Because, because you could see what is going to happen, because you know the consequence, both if you run and if you face this darkness. And facing the darkness, its consequences outweighs the advantages of running away. Like a river, you need to go one direction in order to feed life into the garden, to the galaxy. And you are stubborn. She grants you a small smile at the repetition. Perhaps. Then I suppose I, uh, I should head for the lava pits tonight? You may have one more night's rest. Gather supplies for your stay. But by midday tomorrow would be best for you to be on your way. And you promise that I did not drag any darkness here with me? Any darkness that you did bring, you left in that cave. And with that, Castian's going to nod his head and then, yeah, I guess he's going to go to sleep. No, he's not sleeping, honestly. He's just laying there, thinking, until the morning's light. The next day, Castian, you gather your supplies, and by midday, the Dark Woman is waiting for you to say goodbye. Castian uh, walks up to her and holds out a hand. The Dark Woman takes it. He shakes her hand slowly, squeezing it before saying to her, I am too good at speeches, but I'm not good at honest speeches. Thank you. And he nods his head, takes, lets go of her hand, takes a few steps back before looking back towards her. I don't know if I'll ever be a good Jedi, or if I'll ever be a Jedi. But I know I want to be better. And I want to continue what you taught me. And what Mudonen taught you what Mudonan taught us. He smiles towards her. He says, Good luck facing the darkness. May the Force be with you. She smiles. Come on, Mara. I could use the company. The Nile will once again follow you on your journey. And it's like Lava Pits a three days journey, I think. Yep. Does 
Mario follow me to the tar pits this time? No. Okay. Does it still stops at the, uh... At the edge of the valley, yes. He ruffles Mario's head and says, I'll be back in a couple days. Keep an eye on her if you can. And then he just shakes his head and makes his way to the tar pits. As you are crossing the tar pits again, Castian, you hear a sound far, far above you up in the sky. The sound of a ship entering atmosphere. Castian pulls out his, uh, he has binoculars, and he trains it towards the sky, and he's just making sure that it's not Laris coming early. It is definitely not Laris. You spot an Imperial shuttle making its way down to the planet's surface, towards the Valley of the Dark Woman. And Castian, you feel a great darkness emanating from the shuttle. A familiar darkness. A darkness you haven't felt since facing... Vader. Castian drops the binoculars and says, oh, no, 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 no. And he's running back. He is running as fast as he can because he knows the Dark Woman is facing off with Vader. Does it occur to Castian one of the first things that the Dark Woman said when she began training you was that if you were to see Darth Vader, you were to run? He hasn't seen him yet. Fair point. No matter how much the Dark Lady tried to drill into him how to be, he's still Castian. He becomes overly attached. And she was right when she said, you would stay if I told you. So Castian's running, and he's not stopping. He is running as long as he can to get to her, to help her, to do whatever he can. It's a three days journey. He's going to be very tired when he gets there. Give me a survival roll. This is going to be hard with two setback dice. And I'm going to upgrade both my dice to yellows. One success, two threats. With one success, you are able to push yourself, Castian, probably relying on the force to literally keep you moving ahead. With those threats, however, you don't make it in time. You're still a few hours away from where you left the Dark Woman when you hear the sounds of engines igniting. The Imperial shuttle blasts off into the atmosphere, leaving the planet. Castian's going to run to her garden. That's where she would face Vader. The garden absolutely shows signs of a struggle. Plants have been trampled. You hear no animal sounds, no bird song. You don't see the Dark Woman. But the most telling sign that a battle was here is the Athorian tree in the center of the garden has been felled. Castian's going to collapse to his hands and knees because he is exhausted. He is drenched in sweat. His eyes are just red with veins. His hair is sleeked back from just all manner of dampness. You find the remains of a cloak underneath the tree. The cloak shows signs of being battle-worn, including telltale burns from a lightsaber. There is no body, Castian. But you know this is the spot where the Dark Woman was struck down by Vader's blade. No. No, 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 no. Oh. And he closes his eyes as 
this is just all too much, and buries his forehead against the tree. When the tree fell, it shook loose all sorts of things from the branches. You see birds' nests that have fallen. You see an abandoned beehive. And you also see a seed, a single seed that has fallen. Castian is going to quickly move to it and crouch down and like almost like hesitant to touch it, afraid that he would taint it in a way. He reaches down and picks up the seed. Then he looks up toward the stars, towards where Vader flew off hours ago. And he feels that anger that really wants to bubble up again. And he wants to scream out towards anyone. But instead, he bites down and clutches the seed in his palms. Then he's moving towards the sparring area that she had taken him, that clearing. And he's going to plant the seed and water the seed and make sure that it has plenty of ways to get sunlight. And by the end of that night, he can't help but smile because, like she already knew, she knew that this it wasn't a sparring pad. It was a place that he could replant. And he cuts up the Thorian tree into logs, moving them with the force as she taught him. And he kind of makes a bonfire out of them and sets it ablaze. And he just kind of sits there and this allows this small ceremony to play out. And he says, when there's no emotion, there is peace. When there's no ignorance, there is knowledge. When there is no passion, there's serenity. When there's no chaos, there is harmony. There's no death. There is the Force. And he sits down on the log and just watches the fire. Morrow, hopefully, coming out eventually. And Castian reaches out and just scratches at the creature's head. And he says, Morrow, when I leave, I suppose... The garden will be yours. Just take care of it. The next day, Laris arrives. Right on time. She sees Castian just waiting for her in the clearing that they had originally landed on a month ago. A little bit less pale... Thinner, but also with a little bit less fear in his eyes. A little bit more commitment. And he is just walking towards her. Sir, did you find your retreat going well? Yes, thank you. I, I did. I, um, this is absolutely what I needed from the galaxy. The solitude was peaceful. He looks back towards the jungle. No, it was stubborn. Sir? He shakes his head. I'm ready to go. I think I, um, I'm ready to go. Skitter appears at Laris's side. Very good, sir. Welcome aboard. Oh, you. 
Castian rolls his eyes and just walks past him, showing that Castian didn't completely change. And he sees Bone there. Of course, he's excited to see Bone. He pats him down. And he's just dropping off his luggage in his room and then meeting Laris at the cockpit. Business has been quite brisk while you have been away, sir. I could tell. Have you been sleeping all right? You look a little tired. It is nothing. Whatever you say. Let's get off this planet. There's an entire galaxy waiting for us out there. And the camera pans back to show the engines firing on the ship. And taking off. And as the camera pans up, looking at a star-filled sky, the blackness of the galaxy, there is a swipe... And the camera begins to pan back down, looking not on the untouched paradise of the planets that the Dark Woman had called home, but the sprawling megalopolis that is Coruscant. The camera pans in on the Imperial Palace, deep within the bowels. It is a medical facility that Vader relies upon to keep this more cybernetic than man creature alive. A team of dedicated doctors and cyberneticists are always at the beck and call of Vader. And he has summoned them to his sanctum for very important work. He stands over a medical bed where a figure is undergoing surgery. Replacements of cybernetic parts. Vader looms over the figure as he comes to after his surgery. Ah, High Inquisitor Tremaine. How good it is of you to join us. Lord Vader. Don't bother getting up, Tremaine. You've had quite the ordeal. But don't worry. While you've been out, I have made some improvements. One of the cyberneticists holds a mirror up to Tremaine's face, revealing that the cybernetics that had always been present on one side of his face have been removed and replaced. Where previously Tremaine had the finest cybernetics that money could buy, his have now been replaced with ugly, uneven cybernetics, completely ruining the symmetry of his face. This vain, proud man now looks like a monster. And echoing through the halls of the Imperial Palace, you hear Tremaine's cries. A long scream. And that wraps season three of the Fandible Solo Shot. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Billy, for being such a wonderful player this season. Thank you very much for being such a wonderful and lovely GM. Before we officially wrap the season, I want to do one more morality roll here with Billy. At the start of this session, he was seven points away from reaching Lightside Paragon. The Dark Woman made sure that he did not take any corruption this session. 
So, Billy, I need you to roll me a d10, and let's see how much closer you get to the light side. I rolled a seven. You rolled a seven? I rolled a seven. That brings you up to a 70 morality. Does that actually mean I I did it? You did it. Castian Saya Light Side Inquisitor. <laughs> Former Inquisitor. <laughs> so I can stop taking damage every time. Oh my goodness, that's so good. Yep. That's so good. Oh God, that's such a good feeling. I didn't think I'd actually roll that. I needed a seven. <laughs> Three seasons. You worked your way up. Did we have you all the way down at 20 at the beginning? Oh, yeah. I was 20. Not only that, but I got the 40 at one point, and then I dropped down to 25. So it's been a long road for Castian and Saya. And the road's not done yet because we will be coming back for season four. I wanted to announce here that we're going to be changing up the schedule a little bit. Doing a weekly podcast, just the two of us, while also raising a small and very demanding child. You might have noticed it became a little bit too much for us this season, and we were forced into a couple of extended hiatuses. So to hopefully mitigate those outlying factors in season four, we're going to switch to an every other week format. So you'll still be getting the solo shot on a regular basis, but now instead of being weekly, it will be bi-weekly still on Thursdays. Sounds good to me. So thank you again, everyone, for listening to The Solo Shot. All of your comments, your iTunes reviews, your comments on our Discord channel have really helped us get through what has sometimes been a struggle this season, again, with a lot of outside factors, uh, you know, computers dying on us, that sort of thing. Um, But we keep coming back because we know that we've got some of the best fans in the galaxy. Yes. So thank you so much for listening and being part of this ongoing story. Ongoing saga, if you will. I'll take it. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Soloshot Podcast. And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.